0: coolest.
1: No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Yeah,
0: I agree. Alright, so this has been a long break from the last time since we did this podcast. A really long break. Uh, but this is Pastor Floyd Hughes, we're Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and Pastor Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries. And we are back redoing, not redoing, just picking up with the Faith Responders podcast talking about how people of faith should respond to issues that come up in our culture and society and politics overall, uh, regardless of our political affiliation, denominational affiliation, financial situation, racial uh, or cultural aspect. We're people of faith and this is how we should respond. And again it's been a while. Actually there's a lot of background noise because we're in a car on our way to the Word FM Pastors Appreciation Conference in Cannonsburg. Uh, So hopefully you'll just get used to the background noise or I'll try to edit it out. But today's topic, what did we just say we're gonna talk about? I forgot already. Is church really important? to you yeah is the church important to you because a lot of people say the church is in a state of decline church not just congregational but the church body of Christ as a whole but I think we're more looking at it from the Western West, church right Western church perspective uh, because in a lot of other nations churches are growing like crazy the persecuted church of which mark is very familiar
1: yeah, I mean, the largest or the fastest growing church in the world today is the church in Iran, and you wouldn't think about that being, you know, the country of Iran, the terrorist capital of the world, um, but they have the the fastest growing Christian population in the world right now. What?
0: And, okay, okay. And
1: they and they're doing that knowing. That if they are caught being Christians It's basically a death sentence for them
0: So why why do you think the church in Iran is growing But the church as a whole uh, And I'm not saying church attendance Because that's different You know, we call going to that building church But the church as a whole in the United States uh, Is in decline In other words, in Iran There are more people coming to faith in Christ All right? In the United States, there are more people either walking away from their faith or not exercising their faith or living it out as they should, kind of putting it on a shelf. I think the biggest thing is commitment. Um, We
1: live in the Western world. Our commitments and our priorities are all turned around. We are more focused on being what the world sees as successful instead of what God sees as successful so um, our commitment level to to the church or to our faith isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily match what the Bible says about our faith Um, you know we like to pray and, and, and accept Christ just enough to get into heaven but we don't go beyond that and I think in Iran and and other places where the persecuted church is um is struggling or having having problems um, they have to rely on god and they are sold out for god because um you know they know that their life depends on it our life doesn't depend on whether or not we follow jesus christ here especially here in the united states
0: you know at least not
1: at this point
0: So I mean How do we How do we? How would we rectify that Because at one point uh, The United States Was the fastest growing church In the world People were Coming to faith in Christ Living out their faith uh, Churches were being planted I mean that's the reason Why you go into some communities And there's like five or six churches Within a You know Five block radius Um because there was this growing need and hunger for the the word of God and living it out so how do we rectify that well first what happened why I mean I know you shared a little bit but what happened how did we lose that do we no longer see the church as necessary in United States life or I mean how did we lose it what happened um the short answer is sin
1: I mean that's the short answer we we've all um Back in the the thirties, forties, fifties, um, they relied more on God for their needs, for their um, you know their comfort. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but but they relied on God more, I believe, because they didn't have as much in the way of of um, like we do today. I mean they wanted bread they had to make the bread they they couldn't just go down to the grocery store and buy their bread in a lot of cases especially if you lived on a farm and you lived way out in the country you you made your your bread you made your milk you made your cheese you made everything that you you did and you had to rely on god
0: to provide all of the materials for you to do that so wait i'm because i get that but i also think because we can, I think, this is me, my perspective We okay. can still have a culture Where because of science and technology And all these advancements And I think, uh, I don't know if you remember Because we haven't done the Faith Pittsburgh live stream In a while Yeah. Um, one of the things that Chris uh, brought up Was that, you know, where does technology play in the church Just people live streaming and all that stuff And uh, we never got to that topic, but I was talking to him later and saying, I think we can have in the church and in the world science and technology and advancements. um, But that doesn't, those shouldn't replace relying on God. It should be the understanding we have these things because of God. So, uh, you know. But we've taken
1: God out of everything. You know, society. Society has taken God out of everything Um, I mean it's you look at our schools you look at our our courtrooms um, uh, what was it a couple weeks ago there was a, uh, a police officer in Dallas that shot her neighbor and the judge went up and gave her a hug and gave her a Bible and was was literally raked over the coals for giving her a Bible
0: because that shouldn't have happened in a courtroom. I think that's... I I mean, I hear that, but I also think situations like that, I think it's because we in the church have become so divided that has contributed to the situation we're seeing now. Because while some people were like, oh, she gave him a Bible, other people were like, wait a second, she gave a murderer a hug. How is that justice? Other people were like, wait a second... And I'm bringing in a racial thing Although it was, it kind of was a racial issue She shot a black guy If that was a black person who shot a white person on accident Would the judge have given them a hug And I think our division Has played into it Which goes back to what you said Because yeah. we've taken God out of it We don't look at things from a godly perspective We look at things from our human Divided perspective Has caused us to decline Because I, I agree, and and in
1: going to that point, you know, it was a black judge giving a white murderer the hug. And, yeah, and, and and the and the, the brother of the the guy who was murdered gave the
0: the murderer a hug, you know. And I think on all aspects, that whole situation, I'm, I'm we're, we're gonna go big god here, in a minute. Yeah. really. Showed our division, but it also really showed what God is all about, and it showed, you know, what Paul wrote, First Corinthians, uh, chapter one, verse ten. Um, I, I I I beseech you not to be divided, but to be of you know one mind, right. and, and and the way that you look at things. Because uh, here is a judge. If you look at God as a judge, he's like, yeah, I'm sentencing you to a penalty. You wrong, but you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to show mercy. I want to show Gracie. Here is your sentence, but God still loves you. Um, here is, you know, the brother who should be angry, who I don't know if I could look at someone who, whether intentionally or accidentally, killed one of my loved ones and say, you know what? I don't want you to serve the penalty. Right. I want you to experience love and grace and forgiveness and who hugs them. And that that's the way the kingdom should be because that incident crossed... Racial lines, political lines—I um, can't think of any other lines. <laughs> uh, cultural lines—all—all yeah. all the lines that we are divided by—and showed what how we should see the world from a godly perspective.
1: Exactly, and and bringing it back to the church, the church has gone along those same lines as society. We are more divided than we are united. And we're divided along the cultural, the the um, racial, um, the uh, monetarial divides. I mean, and we we have allowed um, we have allowed the world around us to creep into the church, and that that is one of the biggest problems we have as a church.
0: Yeah, So I, I, I agree with you, sin is the issue of, And and our division Because we've, instead of identifying With Christ, we're identifying With either our political affiliation our um, Financial platforms Financial platforms, the 1% Or the rich, or all for the Middle class, or all for the businessman Or we're identifying with our racial Platform, Blue Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter All of these things Rather than identifying with I am a, a Christian first and here's the perspective from which I should see the world and how I should respond to the things that are going on in the world. So, um, all right, so what should be the response? We're almost at our destination, so we're going to wrap this up. This will be a short one. Next one will be a little bit longer, but uh, what should be the response from the Christian to seeing, you know, the the church in decline, um, the lack of, People coming to Christ here in our westernized, Americanized culture? Well, I think the response should be that
1: we, as the Bible says, love one another as Christ loved the church, as Christ loved us. And um, that's where, that's what we need to do. We need to get back to loving one another, not looking at, not judging, not. Uh, Not gossiping, complaining but looking at one another and loving one another as Christ loves us and uh, that's that's the easy answer Um, I wish we had time to go into it a little bit deeper but maybe on the next one we will Um, but um, it is it's impossible to love one another if we don't love Christ first and if we're not totally sold out
0: to him first
1: That's my, my point
0: Yeah, I mean it's impossible to look past the racial lines or the political lines or the financial class lines or all these divisive lines if I'm defining myself by those lines uh, but if I'm defining myself as a Christ follower first, I'm committed to his kingdom um, uh, I'm committed to seeing people the way he does, then I don't want to say I don't see color because God created us all in different colors and different cultures and different races and different nationalities, but I see that and don't see it as a dividing line, but see it as a way to get to know someone of a different race, different nationality, different culture, and then as God allows me to, to invite them to be a recipient of God's grace, honor, love, mercy, and forgiveness. So then, I mean, to me, the reason the church is in decline, like you said, because of sin, but also because of our sinfulness and our embracing these divisive lines, we've stopped sharing the gospel. We've stopped inviting people to become members of God's kingdom. Right. We've stopped inviting people, hey, let me get to know you as my neighbor and then, yeah, you know, if you want to get to know me, I'm a church goer. You're welcome to come anytime uh, or to Bible study with me or just hey, if you don't want to come with me, that's great, but I still want to get to know you regardless of the things that separate us. And, and that's one of the reasons why not just In one place but in multiple places in the Bible it talks about Paul reiterates uh, that you know we're all one in Christ we're not rich we're not poor we're not black we're not white we're not slave we're not free we're not Jew we're not Gentile we are one in Christ when I look at you I'm not supposed to look at your financial class you're richer or poorer I'm supposed to look at you as a either brother or sister in Christ or look at you as someone that God wants to become a brother and sister in Christ. So if we as the church don't do that, then the church will not grow and it will decline. Just, just in a naturalistic, as Christ followers go home to be with the Lord, there'll be less and less Christ followers. Uh, and the, the most sinful part of this is that we're commanded to do just that, to go out and share the gospel and do all that stuff. So I'm gonna wrap this up, and uh, this is a short one. But this is just us coming back. We'll do a uh, a lot. I think we have, may hit politics the next one, because there's an impeachment looming, and uh, we've talked about politics before. But what should be the response from a Christian perspective to seeing all of these all of these political? visions and, and and possible impeachment and all that stuff. Uh, so we'll be back and we'll cover more of that on the, the Faith Responders Podcast.